Very good evening, church. What a wonderful evening that we can come together to worship God. Amen. Thank you so much for Pastor Sun for inviting us. And I would like to take this opportunity to wish your, this church uh, 60, 66 church anniversary. Wow, wonderful. Um, just, just to share with you um, some of the things that happening in this year. And I believe um, it's never coincidence that this year, 2023, um, just to share with you what happens back in Sabah and Sarawak and 50 years ago, um, some of you perhaps have heard the revival, the Barrio revival, Bakalalan revival, and Sabah Teginambo revival. Yeah, um, this year actually is the 50th anniversary and there are um, services and there are meetings, conference, uh, not just to commemorate or to celebrate the goodness of God after 50 years, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In Malaysia, we have experienced revival, right? And um, there are many meetings in Sabah and Sarawak and just to mention a few uh, two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, there was a big meeting uh, attended by uh, t 30 over 1,000 people uh, in Kuching. And uh, amazingly, you know, um, and also there are um, big meetings coming, um, I think next month, and in, in Miri, and as well as in Bakalalan, and also in Sabah. So uh, when I reflect on this, it's never coincidence that this year and your church is celebrating 66th uh, anniversary. I believe God has something for your church. Amen? Moving forward, yeah? Moving forward. And uh, also, 66 uh, Malaysia uh, Merdeka, yeah? <laughs> and um, not only that, um, I think this is second time um, Malaysia Day falls um, on the same death of Ross Hasana which is the new year for the Hebrew calendar. And so significant, and I believe God has something for us um, for this year. Amen? Let's turn to God as we receive the word of God. Father, we thank you and we bless you. What a wonderful indeed that we can come together to worship our living God. What a powerful reminder that you are a great God, that we are serving and worshiping a living God, a God who never forsake us, God who never leave us, God who is faithful and always. And we thank you, God, that we can come together in this manner to worship you. We thank you, Lord. Even as I share the word of God, God, open our hearts as we receive the word of God, that your word will not just inform our thoughts, but to transform our hearts and minds in accordance to your will and your purpose. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, yeah, uh, Pastor Sun, uh, share a little bit about myself. I'm, I'm from East Malaysia. I think um, very few of you know um, that I'm uh, one of the aborigines. And Lundaya, I think I think first time you're hearing this like Pastor Sun. Yeah, I never heard Lundaya. What is this? We are basically uh, headhunters those days lah. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm not, I'm not going to harm you. <laughs> yeah, we, we, were, we, we used to be headhunters, similar like my friend uh, Nancy. Yeah? We used to fight. 
And uh, Nancy, they come from the biggest uh, uh, tribe, which is Iban. Uh, we we are we afraid of them because they have large number of them. Whenever we fight against them, so we we we, we run to the mountains. So we end up ended up in the mountains. That's why um, we are. I'm more fair more fairer than uh, Nancy. I'm not joking. <laughs> so when I came to West Malaysia about 25 years ago. I always have an identity crisis. And I don't know whether someone heard me share about my, my, myself in STM, <laughs> but I, I did that a number of times. Yeah? And Pastor Chris, he has to remind himself again and again to remember my, my tribe. Yeah, I'm, I'm for sure that I am not, I am not a Chinese. Yeah. One look, you look at me, oh, he's a Chinese, typical Chinese, right? Because I got a sipet mata, you know. <laughs> so I have a problem when I come to um, Chinese shop because I like Chinese food, you know. So obviously the the, the tauke the, will come and speak Chinese to me, speak whatever Mandarin or whatever it is. I can't re- I can uh, differentiate or Mandarin or Hokkien, whatever it is. I don't. So he look at me and then I don't reply. You know, I said I reply either in Bahasa or in English. Look at me. You're not Chinese? No. Obviously not Malay, right? Of course, not Indian. <laughs> they say, you are upper Thailand? No. Uh, Filipino? No. So I always have an uh, uh, identity crisis. But in the Lord, I am so certain that I'm a child of God. Amen? Hallelujah. So today, uh, I'm going to share with you um, this particular topic about um, living in, 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 in God's glory. And uh, when, I, when, I, when I reflect on this, uh, this comes to my mind about the image of God. Um, there's this phrase in theology we learn about imegode. Imegode comes from Latin words. It means image of God. Image of God. Where do I point it? Okay. And this is the... This is the verse that I'm going to share with you today, um, taken from Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. It says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Wonderful. God never confused or never um, confused himself when he created us. He created us. Male and female. Amen? Amen? So this is something that I want to share with you this evening about the creation of God, the design of God. He created us in His image. Which part of God's image image in us? When you look at this verse, it says He created mankind in His own image. And let's learn what it means when God created you and I in His image. When I speak about this subject to the young people, because this is so important, because a lot of our young people today are confused about themselves. Sometimes they're confused about their gender. And much more when they come from broken homes and broken family, rejected family and all that, they're confused about their identity. 
And when you're confused about your identity, this is where the devil will come strong on you and even confuse you further. And a lot of young people today are destroyed because of the confused identity. I have selected a couple of scripture that was so wonderful, so powerful, that reminds us that we are created truly in His image. By the way, it is not difficult to understand and to, to understand God because he, cre he has created us in His image. By the way, we can see the beauty of His creation in each other. Amen? If you look at each other, actually, we are so wonderfully and fearfully created by God. And just take a look at this particular verse, Psalms verse eight, chapter 8, verses 4 to 5. It says, What a mankind that you are mindful of them. Wow. When I look, when I study the word mindful of them, some translations is about God, God exalt us. God has highly thought of us. He's mindful of us. Human beings that you are care for them. Wow, God care for us. And you have made them a little lower than angels and crowned them with glory and honor. This is, the, this is the big idea that I want to share with you this evening. That God created us in His image. He has shared His glory to us. Take a look at this particular phrase. The last one, he crowned us with glory and honor. Can you say with me, glory and honor? Wow, wonderful. Now, let's look at what, what is the word glory or honor means. In, 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 in Hebrew, it's the word hadar. Hadar means it's about the splendor, the glory, the magnificence, and the beauty. God in His beauty, magnificent, creator, He has created us, deposited into us His glory, His honor. You know, this is why the devil comes so strong and, and destroying human beings, try to confuse us that you are not created in the image of God. That we all know the story uh, in, 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 in Garden of Eden, right? When, when the devil comes and confuses human beings about their identity. If you eat this fruit, you will be like God. Now, God has made each one of us with honor. Can you say amen to that? As the children of the living God, we are important to God. And we need to conduct our lives in the manner that fits God's view of us as people of honor. When we know that we are honored by God, when we know that we have the glory of God, 
then we don't go out there and seek for honor and recognition. Sometimes we are not recognized for the hard work that we do, right? Sometimes in church or whatever it is. It's okay lah when people don't honor us. It's okay lah when people don't recognize us or appreciate us. It's good to have a culture of appreciations and honor, right? We should. We should do it. Church should do it best. But sometimes, you know, we are not given that honor. It's okay because we know that I'm honored by God. Amen? Now, another, another scripture taken from Job. It's wonderful. Job chapter 7, verse 17, 18, he says, What is man that you should exalt him? that you should set your heart on him, that you should visit him every morning and test them every moment. Wow, when I look at this, it was wonderful. The way the Hebrew writes it, the writers paint it, so wonderful. It's talking about the same idea, but repeated in a different manner. It speaks about the same thing. God exalt you and I. Sometimes when the world comes around you because you're not done so good and all that, sometimes they put you down and all that, you're not so good, lie, no? Remember this, you are exalted by our maker. You are exalted by our creator. You should set your heart on them. In other words, God pays attention to us. In verse 18, it says that you should visit him every morning. Can you imagine in your mind that every morning God visits you, even before you wake up? He comes and looks around. Hey, Eddie, I'm here. Even before we wake up, God visited us. Wonderful. And in our church, our senior pastor always reminds us, when you wake up in the morning, say, good morning, Holy Spirit. I'm sure I'm going to share that tomorrow also. Yes, Pastor Chris. <laughs> good morning, Holy Spirit. I'm also learning to do that. Because Holy Spirit is a person. And He visits us. And, and, and He says He tests us every moment. Wow. Test is good, right? Why we have to go for uh, SPM and all the tests in our school, in our college and universities? Because it's good for us. It's painful. It's hard work. But it's good for us. Amen? When, during the pandemic, when, when the government, when the education department sort of um, abolished the UPSR and, and uh, PT3. I believe there are some teachers here. They are mixed reaction, right? Mixed reaction. Some teachers, wow, very hard, very hard. You know, my children were affected very much. My children, yes, no more exam. <laughs> and now the teachers are finding difficulty how to, how to measure the students, their progress. You know, and in, 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 in the academic and so on. Right? This is good. Now, what happens to the image of God during the fall? What did sin do to the image of God during the fall? If, I already give the other answer, yeah? Sin did not destroy God's image in men, in human beings but only corrupted it. If sin has destroyed God's image in human beings, meaning to say that sin is more powerful than God. Sin is not powerful than God. God is powerful than sin, right? Amen? 
So the image of God is still in man, even though we have sinned against God. But what happens to the image of God? What happens to the glory of God? What happens to the honor that God has crowned you and I? This is the right word. God, sin has corrupted it. And because of sin has corrupted it, therefore, we find it difficult to connect with God. Therefore, it is difficult for us to connect with God rightly. So, let, let, let's look at this verse. This is one of, the, one of the most important verse in the Bible, right, about sin. Romans 3, 23, verse, uh, 23 and 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have sinned. We have missed the mark. We cannot reach out to God. And what it means fall short of the glory of God, it means the fall corrupted the image of God in humanity and resulting in the, in the loss of our spiritual ability to rightly connect and relate to the holy God. That's what it means. In other words, this is a standard of God of righteousness, God of holiness. And we have fall. How far and how deep we have fall, I do not know. We have deep, so deep. And this is what the Bible says. We have sinned and fall short. And thank to be God. And all justified freely by the grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Can we say all hallelujah? That's why we are here today. That's why we can celebrate 66th anniversary of this church. Wonderful. What a rich heritage that we have. That we can come freely in the presence of God to worship God. To bring our praises to God. Because of what Jesus did on the cross. And very quickly, I'd like to share with you what it means. This word is a very powerful word, Right? Justified. It is a it is a legal word or legal term. This word describes God's action in setting a sinful person right with Him. I'm sure you all are familiar with this, but let me share again. It is similar to an action of a judge who had to try the case of a friend of his in a law court. The judge heard the fact that of the case and saw that of his friend was really guilty. So what the judge did, he declared, because he's a righteous judge, he declared him guilty and ordered him to pay a heavy fine as the law required. Then what happened, the judge took off his judge uniform, then went to stand by the side of his guilty friend. Then he took some money from his pocket and paid the fine on behalf of his friend. Now you are free, he said. His friend was now right with the law. 
he was justified. That it mean that what it means justify. We are justified by faith through Christ Jesus. And the word grace, it is a very common word in our Christian jargon, right? What it really means? It means grace is when God forgives us when we don't deserve. Just like this friend. Amen. And the word redemption is a, is, a, is a theological word, but it's important for us to understand. I try to bring it down. It means, in using this, in using this word, Paul showed that it was not so easy, but costly. The judge paid a cost, a very cost, fine. To save his friend. And you all know it is Jesus himself. For God to justify human beings through Christ, through Christ's death, he paid a heavy penalty. Actually, the word redemption is actually a ransom. Somebody is giving a ransom to save and to buy back or to give a pardon to a, a guilty person. So this is, this is the condition then. That's why we are so thankful. We are celebrating our salvation in God. Amen? Now, this is the verse that, what, what happens to the image of God? Because of Jesus Christ, because we all sin, then we all fall, of, short, short, fall short of God's glory. We cannot connect with God because we, 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 we were sinned. We were living in sin that we cannot, but because, thank God, because Jesus Christ died, and he justified us through his great through grace, through the redemption of Christ. Therefore, we can stand before him right, that we can rightly connect and relate to God. And what happens after that? Because this is this is the word that described this. John chapter 1, verse 14. The word become flesh, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory. Because of the redemption of Christ, therefore now we can see his glory. Because that glory was one time, we fall short of that glory. Now we can see that glory. Amen? What happens in Barrio, in Sarawak, in Bakalalan, in Taginambur, in Sabah? There were balls of fire. There were their sin miracles. It is written in the book called, titled, Drunk before dawn or uncharted waters. It's been recorded. Miracles after miracles. People begin to see. And I heard testimonies, some of the people who have seen and witnessed balls of fire in the skies. And just seeing that in the glory of God, they repented. And many of them now become a pastor, evangelist. Because we have seen his glory. Hallelujah. I think as a believer, this is something that we are really looking forward to see his glory. This is, this is just a description of our life, our new life in Christ. All right? I won't go into this. I won't go into this detail. It is from, taken from Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 to 9. It is a a powerful comparison between life before Christ 
life outside of Christ, but now when we are in Christ, we are new creation. In the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verse 3, and it says about being born again. This is what it means. To have heavenly values. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. The word of Christ dwelling in us, it is about Jesus himself. I remember this, someone asked Spurgeon. Spurgeon, which one is more important, prayer or the word? May I ask you this, which one is more important, praying, prayer or reading the Bible? Keep your answer in your mind, yeah? And Spurgeon said, when you pray, sorry, when you read the Bible, you are inhale, you are breathing in. You are breathing. We all breathe in and breathe out, right? And when you pray, you are exhale, or you are breathing out. So the word, we need the word of God. We need both. Equally important is in our life, right? Amen? Because say, oh, reading the Bible is more important than prayer. Because prayer comes when we have the word of God in us. And there's, there's such, uh, uh, um, people are saying that, you know, it is so powerful when you pray in accordance to the word of God. Something like we are reminding God about what He has written in the Bible. As if God has forgotten. No, God never forgotten. But when we claim and declare the Word of God, it is so powerful. Like the songs and the hymns that we sing in the church today, it is all based on the Scripture. That's why it's powerful. Amen? When we worship God, wow, I love worshiping God. Because the words that we express through the songs are so powerful. It is the living word of God. Let me quickly share with you about how are we being transformed every day into the glory of God, into the image of God. How God is restoring that image in us so that every day we can see the glory of God. It is by the word of God. Amen? Because we are sanctified by the word of God. That's John 17, 17. That Psalms 119, 105, your word is a lamb for my feet and the light on my path. We cannot neglect the word of God in our lives. Number two, we are transformed daily by the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. When you wake up in the morning, call upon him. Holy Spirit, I know you are here. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Because he's a person. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate or reflect the Lord's glory. Our lives, our lives reflects God's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. 
how do we reflect? How then do we reflect God's glory in our lives? I like this verse, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Say with me, good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Wow, what a powerful reminder to all of us. Do you know that we all are sometimes is a handy works of God? We are, by the way, the original word, the Greek word for workmanship is poema. That's where we have the word poem. When somebody writes poem, he will have all this idea, creative idea in his mind. That's how God created you and I. You are unique, you are powerful. We are the most powerful. Being on earth. Amen? You're not just the smartest mammals on earth, but you are unique. You're powerfully, you're fearfully, wonderfully made by God. We are created simply because we are, we are, we are powerful simply because we carry the image of God in our life. Amen? So whenever you go, you carry the image of God. You, know? you have the glory of God with you. Let other people see that the glory of God in you. Hallelujah? So the workmanship, you are the workmanship of God. Even before you were born in this world, God already knew you. He forms and designed you in, and fashioned you in his, even, in, 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 even, even in, when we are in our mother's womb. And here specifically, he says, created in Christ Jesus, now you are a new creation. For what? Very specific, for good works. Hallelujah. We have things to do on earth, right? So salvation is not just for us to, waiting for us to go to heaven. Wow, amen, praise the Lord. I'm safe, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to heaven, amen? But while we're still living on earth, there's an assignment for all of us. And the Bible says good works. But if, when you check the original word for good works, it's not just doing charity, doing good and, and all helping. It is more than that, Right? I will come to a closer. I just like to suggest to you there are four ways you can glorify God in your personal life. Number one is holiness. I'm sure Pastor, Pastor Mike have mentioned this yesterday. Holiness. We inherited holiness movement from John Wesley. What it means to have a holy life. This is something that that that. Other, other beings like animals and other creation do not have holiness. God demands, a holy God demands a holiness from us. Number two, grow in faith. We need to grow in faith. Every day, every moment, we need to grow in faith. Thirdly, we need to bear fruits. You can read the scripture, yes, yeah, because of time. And finally, to have a sacrificial life. He has sacrificed for us. Therefore, we need to have a sacrifice, sacrificial life. Sometimes, yeah, going to church, even after a pandemic, you know, uh, very difficult to go to church. In, 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 in our church, in, back in, 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 in PJ, uh, we even find it so difficult to come to church because we think about parking. 
we fight over parking. Difficult sometimes. Uh, to me, this is not sacrifice. Lah. But what God demands from us, He paid a very heavy price. He sacrificed Himself for us. What it is. You know, even sometimes, you know, you have to sacrifice a little bit for God. And um, I remember this story uh, uh, two months ago in, uh, in Star. It was reported in Star, August uh, 2nd uh, um, this year. Uh, even though it is, it is this guy by the name of Ahmad Saril, I think, I don't know whether you know him. Um, he's, a, he's a lawyer, um, a senior lawyer. And when I read this story, it, all my heart, you know, I was so encouraged to, 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 to learn about this story. It is about when he was in a court, in a magistrate court, in Kuala Lumpur. Um, then he got his attention. There was uh, this lady about 50 years, I think around 50 years old lady who was handcuffed by a police. To the, then caught his attention. Then he went and asked what happens. And uh, to cut the long story short, he learned that this lady was caught uh, because of shoplifting. She steals a pencil box in a supermarket. And the price of the pencil box is 18 ringgit. Because he promised to his son that when you do well, I will buy this present for you. Because he, he didn't have, she didn't have money, so, so she was so, so desperate in still that uh, pencil box. What happened is that when Hamad Zaril learned about this and um, tried to negotiate with the shop owner and tried to pay doubles of that price, but the shop owner refused and still want to you know, bring it to the court. And to cut the long story short, Ahmad Zaril took this case. And, and he did. And what happened is that, and to cut the long story short, this lady was discharged. And upon discharge, uh, Ahmad Zaril collected some money and, and gave to the ladies. And after that, they never seen each other. After fifth, 25 years later, 25 years later, Somebody came behind Ahmad Saril and tapped his back. And when he saw the boy, and uh, the boy said, um, Sir, do you remember me? And Ahmad Saril says, No, I don't remember you. Sir, do you remember 25 years ago, you helped a lady, a 50 years lady, an Indian lady, who stole in a market in in, in a, a pencil box in a supermarket, and the boys because because of because of the pencil box and it was me. And Ahmad Saril began to tear, and the boy continued to said, "One day my mom saw you in the TV. You was handling some case, some court case, and and my mom called me, son. This is the man who helped us." You go and find him. You go and find him. And one day, he went to the court and found Ahmad Zaril. And sir, he said, I am a practicing lawyer now. Ahmad Zaril was in tears. So when I hear this kind of story, a living, a real story in Malaysia, we have a lot of stories actually in Malaysia, right? I believe you do have your own stories of how God has used you to be a blessing to others. Even though Amazon is not a believer, but his story really warmed my heart. Right? So in conclusion, I'd like to conclude with this verse taken from Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2. 
Therefore, I urge you, brothers or brethren, brothers, sisters, in the view of the Lord's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is your true and proper worship. Wow. In conclusion, I would like to conclude with this. That God has created you and I in His image. He says glory to us. He says attributes and quality to all of us. Therefore, as a carrier or as a bearer of His glory and image, and God has redeemed and justified us, therefore we, He has restored that glory in us. The Bible says it's now over-increasing the glory of God in our lives. As we read the Word of God, as we worship Him, as we sacrifice our life, as we give our best to God in the service of the Lord, I believe this is how the God and we ourselves begin to experience the glory of God in our lives daily. And therefore, He says here, present your body as a living sacrifice. Let's turn to God in prayer as I invite the worship team.